0: Today on episode number 753 of the School of Podcasting and doing just a quick search, I saw over 50 different podcasts that just have random topics. And I'm going to explain why that may not be a great idea. And we're going to hear how being lightning focused has brought someone 8,000 downloads per episode and know they're not a celebrity and they didn't start with a large following. And I've also got a new segment where we're going to watch someone launch their podcast. Hit it, ladies.
1: The
0: School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast mentor, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. This is why I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. I can also help you with monetization. Everything is out at the website, School of Podcasting. Dot .com use the coupon code listener that's L I S T E N E R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription and today we're going to look at the power of podcasting the power of the niche or niche take your pick and we're going to talk about the R word the what no not that R word we're talking about random and I know there's no should in podcasting a lot of people are like oh you shouldn't should people but when I hear somebody say, oh, I'm going to do, do a show and I'm just going to do random blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do random topics, random interviews and things like that. And they're not going to be steady. They're not going to be aimed. They're not going to be intended. It's not regular. It's not controlled. It's not purposed. It's not intentional. It's not deliberate. It's not designed. It's normal. It's systematic. It is random. There's a part of me that goes, hmm. Hmm. Well, it needs work. I have to go. <laughs> I mean, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 752, last week we talked to Steve and Mark. That's two people that have grown their podcast editors group to 6,000 people by not being random. It's like, this is what we do. This is what we talk about. And if you don't like it, this group's not for you. You can check that out again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 752. Because we're going to talk about people that are doing random things, but they do them as a intended, regular, controlled purposeful action. Yes, it is uh, It is planned spontaneity in a way. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we get to that, I do want to mention, I've mentioned this in a couple episodes, I'm playing right now a lot with PodPage. PodPage is not a media host. Uh, they're a website tool and you can build a website specifically designed for your podcast in about five minutes. If you're tired of updating WordPress plugins and having conflicts and Wix and WordPress and all that, this is designed for podcasting. And I got to tell you about one of the newest features they just added that is so cool. They're called episode signatures. So picture this, you go into a box and you type in whatever you want at the end of your episodes. So this could be, for me, it's going to be, click here to sign up at the School of Podcasting. And when I add that in that one box, that will be at the very end of every single episode in the show notes automatically. And I could have something like right now, did you know that the coupon code listener is actually for 30% off now through the end of the year. And I could put that in my show notes and then once January rolls around, I can change that to use the coupon code listener and get 20% off. And it would update across the entire website. There's a whole thing about guests. There's a whole thing about there's a host section now that automatically adds you. And if you have a co-host to your about page, you can collect email addresses. That whole speakpipe thing that you use to get voicemails built into Podpage. And if you want to learn Podpage, I have a free course. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn page. And if you're like, wait, podpage, where do I even huh? Just go to school of podcasting.com slash podpage. That is my affiliate link. I am uh, I'm pretty pumped about this tool and that's why I'm treating them as a sponsor today. schoolofpodcasting.com/podpage. All right, I got to spew a little opinion, but I'm going to explain where I get my opinion from. One of them is I taught in the corporate world for decades and I'm here to tell you human beings do not like change. And by that I mean at all. So that's one. Number two, I played in bands from the age of, I don't know, 15 to about 40 something. I don't know. And I remember once I actually played an indoor virtual golf place. There all these people swinging clubs and they would actually hit a ball into a screen, that kind of thing. Nothing more fun. Then playing your art, trying to get the crowd into your music and everybody is completely ignoring you. I played other clubs that would have like a a comedy on Monday. Then they'd have like Death Metal Tuesday, Country Wednesday, Calypso on Thursday and then, you know, bands on Friday. And it was like that that doesn't typically work because there's there's one thing to kind of keep people guessing. Right. Right. Howard Stern had the whole thing, people listen. Why? Because you're not sure what he's going to say. And why do people hate him? Because, uh, you know, they're not sure what they're going to say or why. That's why people tuned in. But there was one constant there, and that was Howard Stern. So when you really just throw things at people and they're like, wait, what did I tune into the right thing? That's the kind of randomness I'm talking about. You're not going to have that connection with people. I'll give you one more example. I had a dog uh, for 14 years, and This dog was pretty much all white and his name was Dudley. And Dudley had a big, long beard. And, well, first of all, because it was Dudley, people would then call him Dudley Do-Right, which is a cartoon. And then he had this big, long beard, and somebody said he looks like the Don, like in a a, a mobster. So they started calling him Don Do. It's a combination of two names that weren't his real name, which was Dudley. And then uh, when I got married, my stepkids said he has poongy eyes, so they called him the poong. His name was Dudley. I mean, I could go on. This dog had so many names. They were all random, not remotely close to his actual name. So consequently, one day, I live in Ohio. We get a lot of snow here in the winter, and Dudley's not the brightest dog in, in, in the batch, or, or it may just be this other thing, and he gets out in the snow. Now, I have a white dog in white blizzarding snow, car sliding all over the place, and I'm trying to find my dog, and I'm screaming his name. There's one problem, though. The dog doesn't connect with my content why because i threw so many things at him he never really connected with the material which in this case was his name and i'm i'm following these cute little uh paw prints through the snow but it's snowing so much that i actually start to really lose the dog and i'm like and he's not smart he's gonna walk out the street get squished i'm just waiting to see a a big red bloody mess And so finally I just, you know, when I really lose the, the, the track and I'm like, he's somewhere on the street. So I just scream, Dodley. And finally I see these two little black dots pop out behind a snowdrift. So the problem there is the names were random. And when you have random things and you throw them at your audience, in this case, the dog was my audience and I threw so much at him that he connected with none of them. And in the same way that my dog wouldn't come when I called him, your audience isn't going to come when you call them. Hey, come listen to my show. They're like, wait, what's in it again? We just did a podcast review show. That's a show I do with my buddy Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as the podcast talent coach. And when people aren't being reviewed. We actually went back to some of the people that were reviewed and it's kind of like, Hey, what have you been up to? What has been changed about your show? And we interviewed Jason Sacco from the Androlycaic podcast. Let me try that again. It's actually ankylosing spondylitis podcast. Yeah, that's a mouthful. You can find it at spondypodcast.com. Now here's the thing. Jason has this disease. It's, it's rare. And the people that find it, and he talks about one thing. He talks about ankylosing spondylitis. And that's who it's for. He knows exactly who his audience is. Who's your audience, Jason? People that have that disease. And maybe people that have family members that have that disease. And listen to the result that Jason gets.
1: I do. I get a lot of feedback. And if you look at spondypodcast.com, you'll actually see I... Worked with my web developer to set it up so that it, I think it kind of rotates through, or you can rotate through some of the feedback that I've received. And I put that up there not to brag, oh look what I got. I put it up there because I wanted third parties that had written, and so somebody else that looked at it says, "Man, that's what I was feeling." I didn't know this is other people are feeling this because they can hear me say about it in the show, but when they can read what other people are writing. I just think that's very powerful to help them identify and I don't want to use the word feel better, but I'm lost for what other way to say it. You just don't feel alone. Yeah. You don't feel stranded. You don't feel isolated.
0: Yeah. And again, when you niche down, you're going to have a smaller audience, but they're going to be more loyal. Think about it if you're in Jason's shoes and in. That disease makes your bones fuse together and you just lose more and more mobility. And then all of a sudden you hear that Jason's going to talk about this. I've reached out to some more unique people. I have a
1: interview I'm doing this week for an upcoming show all on. It's just kids around plug your ears, all on intimacy, all on the (laughs) SEX. So for disabled people.
0: And you're not going to get that information any place else. So your audience might be smaller, but it's going to be much more loyal. And don't forget that podcasting is a global audience. Oh,
1: yeah. So I went through and I had a woman from Ireland, a lady from Pennsylvania, two ladies from Canada, and a guy from St. Louis. And we just did a roundtable about what all of our experiences were with ankylosing spondylitis and diagnosis. But I'm going to moderate it a panel of all women, and then hopefully do another one of
0: moderating a panel of all men. So Jason is staying in his niche, but he's trying new things. You can try new things, but he's still staying in his lane, for lack of a better phrase. And he realizes that he's getting a deep, deep connection with his audience. It's not so much about the numbers for Jason.
1: I've never had a show that's even come close to yeah. fourteen or fifteen hundred downloads in a thirty day. matter of fact, it takes about a year for me to cross a thousand
0: downloads for an episode and when those people find that episode, you know you absolutely know that if they know somebody else with this disease, they're telling that person so in many ways, your back catalog. Is kind of like investing in your audience. And it's a little bit like money if you let it earn interest and then it builds, you get compound interest. You get compound loyalty here with a podcast. But you might be a person that's like, Look, I you know, I want to get some more downloads. Well, how'd you like this number?
2: We're coming in right around eighty six hundred downloads per episode. Nice. And that's within the first thirty days.
0: That is the voice of Carrie Green. He is the man behind morning mindset daily Christian devotional. And notice the number he was quoting was not the monthly number, although his number is impressive for that. And we'll be talking about that. That is the downloads per episode. When we talk about being random, that doesn't mean you can't try new things. It doesn't mean that you, you know, you're intentional, you're deliberate, but that means you can still try new things. Creativity is not dead because you don't want to just do random stuff. And so I'm trying something absolutely new. And this is going to be over the next couple of weeks. I am working with James Jacobson. He is launching the dog podcast network, find it at dog podcast network. And James is a client of mine. And for the record, I just want to state this up front. James was the guy that inspired this idea. I'm not going to be doing this for all of my clients. Although that might be another podcast, but James is launching the dog podcast network. So every week over the next couple who, however long we do this, we're going to have an update from James. So since we're kind of talking about starting podcasts, launching podcasts, being decided, I wanted to have James on so you can see exactly how focused he is. What inspired you to launch the dog podcast network?
3: So I've been in podcasting for a bit. I grew up in radio. But when that first season of startup was on, I, I walk on the beach in the morning uh with my doggy and I listened to it and I was just, oh my God, this is such a great idea. This is so cool. This is so cool. And I really and I was like just totally riveted by every episode. I have um a couple of companies all focused on dog lovers. And for so many years, people said, You should do a podcast. You have a good voice. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, it just it didn't feel. And then last October, I uh, went on one of my Think Weeks when I used to travel. Well, I used to be able to travel. Back I remember then. that. I remember that. It was fun. I was like an airplane. And um, I decided that I was going to double down on what I've been doing in my dog businesses and build not just a podcast, but a podcast network. Because really, there are no very good dog podcasts out there. And uh, I thought I could do that. And I think there's an addressable market, uh, both for quality content and also from the advertising side.
0: What makes you turn off a dog podcast? Like you're like, oh, cool. A dog podcast. You hit play. What are the things that are making you go? "Mm, Maybe mm."
3: a quality uh, dude. So tell me why you're here or very niche. You know, like just, just, just for the reason that so many podcasts I find are unlistenable. I value my time a lot and I'm not patient for very long, you know, discovery type calls where basically they hit the recorder and then it's, it's two people chatting and sometimes rather inanely about their dogs. And that's not what Dog Podcast Network is about at all.
0: Well, what is Dog Podcast Network about?
3: I think our overarching mission is to improve the quality of life for dogs and the people who love them and to have programming that sounds like NPR or BBC or or. CBC and really high end quality programming that dog lovers will listen to while they do other things. So our flagship show, which is coming out soon, uh, is designed called Dog Edition. It's designed to like a 20 minute, 25 minute show designed to listen to while you walk your dog, grab the leash, put put in the earbuds and go for a walk with your dog. And that's a magazine formatted show. Uh, We have another show that our first show that launched is called Dog Cancer Answers. And it sounds extremely niche, but, you know, there are six million dogs a year diagnosed with cancer in the United States. So we've had some of the most eminent veterinarians and all sorts of people in the veterinary field talk to and provide advice for people whose dogs have cancer. And that's been really successful.
0: You've launched one show that you just mentioned. Uh, What else have you done at this point in the journey of launching the Dog Podcast Network?
3: Uh, I've been building a team, and that's a big thing because this is not a solo enterprise. This is something that I think that the only way to to do this and to, to have the sound and the impact that I know we can have is to have a really good team. So for many years, I've been building companies with distributed teams. So. I live on a little island. We have people all over the world who connect with us and work with us either full-time or part-time or just, you know, on a contract basis. And so I have uh, committed uh, to, to building a team and we've brought some amazing people on board already. We have a person who is a head of uh, talent and people or something like that. We have great titles. Um, And she was at Universal Studios as a vice president for 20 years. And, And, uh, yeah, so we're able, because you know what? The thing is, we're recruiting, like whenever I run a job ad, I say, the first thing is must love dogs. You know, we're looking for a senior producer, must love dogs. And we get a lot of applicants because, a lot of people think they love dogs. Now, they may not be great at the other part of what we're advertising, but they love dogs.
0: <laughs> Where are we at in the process now? I understand you have some sort of contest going on.
3: Yeah, so we're launching uh, our flagship show called Dog Edition. It will, it will debut. Uh, the inauguration episode will be on uh, the week of uh, January 18th. And it's a magazine formatted show, as I said, and we're calling it the inauguration because the first episode is going to be focused on dogs in the White House. But we have put together a contest called 101 Dog Stories, and we're going out to content producers and podcasters and people who know how to put together a nice, you know, eight to ten minute package to appear on Dog Edition. And they can either have a podcast their own, they can promote it a little bit, but it's basically stories that are what we call dog adjacent. And we're paying, um, we're, we have $15,000 in prize money. A hundred people are going to win a hundred dollars each. And then we are going to have a grand prize drawing uh, of all the hundred entries. And we'll have hopefully some celebrity Judges, including yourself, Dave, I hope, uh, <laughs> to uh, to award the $5,000 grand prize. So basically, if you're a really good content producer, your odds of winning are extremely good. Just And all the rules are at uh, dogpodcastnetwork.com.
0: The, the thing that I got backwards is I thought you were looking for dog stories from content creators. And it's actually, no, people that can make a great story. Like you said, you're talking about dogs in the White House. It might be if I do a paranormal podcast, I might do a story on uh, the dogs that most people are frightened over. Maybe would that be an example or
3: that's a total the perfect. Yeah. Or if you do uh, like a true crime podcast, there's probably some story that involved a dog. Or if you're an athlete and you want to do something about the connection you have with your dog and how it's similar to or different from the training that you do with your coach or the environmental impact of poop bags, if you're an environmental (laughs) podcast or it goes on and there are just so many things that, again, are dog adjacent. But what matters more is that you can tell a great story and know how to do sound and also you know, it's thoughtful. We we think of it. The, the thing that we're describing this at in, internally is it's all things considered for dog lovers.
0: <laughs> nice. And again, the website dog podcast network.com. Is there any kind of special URL we should do for the contest or
3: slash one Oh one. Oh, there you go. Dog podcast com slash one Oh one.
0: I figured you might appreciate that as you are a content creator and you like money and you might have a dog. So check that out again, dogpodcastnetwork.com slash 101 for the contest. And we heard the voice of Kerry Green earlier saying that he had. We're
2: coming in right around 8,600 downloads per episode. Nice. And that's within the first 30 days.
0: And that is for a daily show called Morning Mindset Daily Christian Devotional. You can find that at com, And I know you might be thinking,
2: aha, daily show. Daily, we're, we're getting somewhere around 36,000 downloads. Now that's of the entire catalog of two plus yeah. years worth of content.
0: Yeah, it's just a little over two years old. So that's the other thing you might be thinking. He's probably been podcasting for 10 years.
2: Nope. Yeah, we started it January 1 of, let's see, this is 2020. So it would have been 2018. So two years ago.
0: And in a month, it'll be three years. And if you're new to the show, I usually tell people it takes about three years to grow an audience.
2: (sighs) Nice. What inspired it? Well, I knew for myself that as a believer in Christ.
0: You guessed it. Invisible sky buddy alert. Invisible sky buddy alert. Beware. As I mentioned, Carrie was a pastor for 20 years. The podcast is Morning Mindset Daily, Christian devotional. So there's going to be a little Invisible Sky Buddy talk. And if that turns you off, I'm here to tell you, stick around. There's some really great insights into how his podcast grew so fast, so quickly. And for the record, I tend to think Jesus was way cool. Let's get back to Carrie.
2: I needed to do the work of getting my mind, as I say, aligned with the truth of God every day. If I'm not thinking about things that are true, things that are good, things that are right, then I wind up spiraling downward in my day and being really negative and really snippy and really weird toward other people. You know, selfish is a short short word for it. Mm -hmm. So, as I was doing this for myself, doing the discipline of studying the scripture and trying to get myself aligned, I realized, you know, there's a lot of other people who probably need this too. So, what if I just record some short little devotional episode that would be helpful in that regard? And so – you know, kind of strategically aimed at the first of the year to make sure that, you know, people who are making New Year's resolutions and those sorts of things could find it. And sure enough, uh, right after the new year, we had, you know, 30 subscribers the first day. We had probably 130 the next day. We we were up to close to a thousand within probably a month.
0: Wow. Now somebody's going to ask, how do you, where do you go to see your subscriber count?
2: Yeah, well, that's in the, it. Downloads, I guess I should be okay. specific there. <laughs> yeah. These are downloads in my Libsyn account. Uh, and you know, as, as it keeps growing, you kind of assume those are subscribers because yeah. people are continuing to listen. But it's, it's now far beyond that. It's just crazy.
0: And here's kind of another person that's like, look, there wasn't a podcast out there that was giving Kerry what he needed. So he was doing his own devotional and said, Hey, this is helping me. Maybe it will help others. But a daily podcast is a major undertaking. How does Carrie do a daily, you know, podcast and keep his
2: sanity? Um, my routine now is Wednesday mornings. I record seven, which cover the next week, and then the next Wednesday I do it all again. So it helps that they're six minutes long. You know, it's right. it's not like I'm recording a full length episode. And so I essentially just open a book of the Bible and go verse by verse. I mean, right now we're going through the book of Romans. We're in chapter eight and we started in chapter one. So every week when I sit down, I listen to the previous episode, the very last one that I published to pick up where I was context wise, and then just go to the next section and pick out how many verses I'm going to cover and read them and and start explaining and applying. And and so it, it's kind of off the top of my head, which is not usually the best way to podcast, but because I've got so much experience at it, it seems to work pretty well. So keep
0: that in mind. He's riffing off the top of his head, but not really. He's riffing on top of 20 years of experience. And since this is a religion podcast, I kind of joke, look, I grew up in the church. I still consider myself a Christian, but I think there's like for Baptists especially, it's like Baskin and Robbins. There's like 31 different flavors. And when you talk God, you're going to have some people that are going to disagree with you. So how
2: does he deal with haters? I don't believe a, a teacher of the Bible has the luxury of getting to a passage that talks about a topic that's culturally controversial and then skipping it. I mean, if I'm, if I'm going verse by verse, I need to go verse by verse. And so I get to passages about issues that – our hot buttons in our society. And of course there's going to people that be people that disagree. And right. uh, I've had listeners who've been listening for a long time come back and say, I'm never listening to your show again because of this episode. And I'm like, hey, you know, you do what you gotta do. And I'm going to count this as one of the keys
0: as to why his show is growing. He has a clear idea of what he's doing, who his audience is, and he realizes that some people are going to go, oh I can't listen to that. And it doesn't sway him. He's like, nope, this is what I believe. And this is how I do my show. It's my show. And if you don't like it, there are others to listen. So I think that's one of the keys. And if you look at people like Howard Stern, there's a show called Call Me Daddy that I just somebody pointed out. And these are people that are really polarizing. Like, you know, within minutes, wow, I either hate this person or wow, this person is for me. And so Carrie has like, nope, this is what I believe. I'm sticking to my guns. You either like me or find something else to listen to. I think that's one of his keys because he is getting feedback.
2: It's really interesting. I never ask for ratings and reviews because I know how worthless they are really. But my wife the other day was looking at my daughter's phone on the Apple podcast app and she goes, hey, you've got so-and-so number of reviews. I was like, what? Where did those come from? So I, I've read through those and got a decent amount of feedback there. But I do get probably two or three emails a week from people who listen just saying thanks or telling me a little bit of their story. We also started publishing on Fridays um, a longer episode that is in addition to the daily episode that is a a I call it pray together. And it's where people have submitted their prayer requests. We'll get 10 or 12 or 15 a week. And I just pray for them Mm. on a recording and publish that with no music, no intro, no nothing. Just pray for them. And, you know, we get that many a week and it's usually different people every single time. So, you know, we're getting feedback that way as well. So where did that idea
0: come from? It came from people emailing him and saying, hey, would you pray for me? And notice he said in addition to his show. So he didn't replace his Friday show with this long a prayer podcast, He, it's in addition, and it's also very predictable. So here's one where you might say, wait a minute, he's gone way off his uh, kind of cookie cutter format. It's not six minutes. It's all of a sudden there's this big, long thing, but it's predictable. And I know people that do that where they'll go, hey, we do. Jordan Harbinger is a great example. He does an interview on Monday and Wednesday. And on Friday, he has Feedback Friday. And I love Feedback Friday. And I know what to expect. So, yes, he's breaking format, but he's breaking format in a very predictable way. So what is Carrie's audience saying about his podcast that's making it grow this fast? How is his show different?
2: What they love about it is that it helps them do what they want to do already but feel they're either unequipped to do or have never been taught to do. And so my little 6 minutes seems to serve as a jump start for a lot of people to get their day off on the right foot.
0: When you can transform someone, that's kind of the big buzzword. When you transform people from whatever they want to do to now they're actually doing it, people find value in that and often they will actually pay for that. And speaking of paying for that, Carrie did get a suggestion for his podcast. They wanted him to do longer episodes, but Carrie was like, "Mm, that's outside of my lane. So what did he do? He had people asking for it. And I talk about this in my book, Profit From Your Podcast, that many times products that you end up selling to your customer are things that they
2: asked for. You know, there's a lot of people who ask me to do longer teaching episodes and things like that. And I feel like, you know, there's plenty of Pastors who are putting their sermons on podcasts. Why do you want me to do that? And maybe it has something to do with my unique approach, but uh, I've decided instead I'm putting that into a private feed and people who want to support the show can get that content. And we have 40 or 50 people who are doing that already. So I'm not going to touch the morning mindset in that respect. I'm going to leave it just like it is because I think it was strategically built the way it is because people are busy but yet they know they need a little boost in the morning sometimes for their mindset to be aligned. And so that's what I'm providing and that's how I'm going to keep it. So I love the fact that
0: Kerry knows exactly what his audience is expecting. He's giving them what they want and he's not going to monkey with the format and add a bunch of completely random stuff. He knows that and he's going to stick with that. And you heard him say a minute ago that ratings and reviews are baloney. I've said that forever. They're social proof, but they don't help you in the rankings. And that has been repeated per nauseam that people really think it's true that it helps us get found. It absolutely does not help you get found in Apple Podcasts. So what the heck is Kerry doing to grow his audience so fast?
2: Well, the main thing right now is word of mouth. We have a large enough audience that I can ask on a particular episode, hey, would you think about and pray about who you should share this particular episode with? And just pause right now and send a quick text, Uh, go to the sharing function in your app and send an email and tell them why you would like them to listen to this episode. And I think that personal piece is a big deal because if you get a referral from a friend and there's a reason they give you, then you're much more likely to take action on that. And so that's what I do periodically is just ask people to do that. And every time I do, I see a little bump in the downloads and uh, you know over time there's these monumental leaps that I don't know where they really come from but I'm I mean I'm talking thousands of downloads just suddenly over the course of a week and I don't know where they come from so uh, it's kind of that inertia that happens as you publish regularly and you publish uh good quality people just seem to seem to find it
0: so the key there is he asked his audience if you know somebody who really needs to hear this episode can you pause go to your phone And share it. He asked them to go tell someone. And that is powerful. He even said, I see the numbers move when I do that. We heard that when I interviewed Eric Newsom. So asking for ratings and reviews really is look, I like ratings and reviews. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to hear have somebody go, hey, I like your show? I'm just saying, if the goal right now is to grow your audience, don't grow your ego. Grow your downloads, grow your listeners by asking your audience to actually tell someone about your show. And I've always said that to grow your show, it boils down to this. Number one, know who your audience is. And today, Jason and Carrie and James know who their audience is. They know who they want to listen. Go to where they are make friends with them, do not skip that step, and then tell them about your show.
2: Remember, Carrie said this about his numbers. Daily, we're we're getting somewhere around 36,000 downloads.
0: Your daily, your weekly, your monthly stats, they vary all the time. They go up and down and Carrie talked about, it. sometimes I just get numbers and I'm like, "Wow, where did that come from?" That came from a new person finding your show. They go into something like Overcast or the different apps, and they download your entire back catalog. That happens over and over and over. And as I listened to this episode, it dawned on me there's one ingredient in Carrie's show that is different than many of the shows I see. And I think this has a lot to do with people going back and downloading the back episodes, which is giving him those large daily numbers. And again, this wouldn't happen. People are not going to go download your back episodes if your podcast isn't good.
2: And it helps that we do the content sequentially. You know, we're Mm -hmm. going verse by verse through the Bible. So if somebody comes in in Romans chapter three, they may want to go back to Romans one and hear the whole thing.
0: And when I thought about that, I was like, aha. That's one of his things. But the other one is, now we've talked about him telling his audience, go tell a friend. But sometimes you could say that to somebody and they go, uh, mm, okay, sure. But they don't really know what that means. Carrie makes that easy. He's got a motto.
2: Be repetitive. I mean, whatever your little thing is that you're focusing on, make it into a shtick. I mean, I, I say every day, you know, we're here to get our minds aligned with the truth of God. And I say that over and over and over. And now I hear audience members say that back to me Mm. in emails. And I just created a trailer for the episode that's actually recordings of listeners saying why they listen to Morning Mindset.
0: I've been listening to this podcast for well over a year on the recommendation of a friend. Wait, hold on. Did you hear that? A friend referred me and she's been listening now for a year to a daily podcast. Let's do that again. I've been listening to this podcast for well over a year on the recommendation of a friend. Pastor Carey really does care about his listeners and takes great effort to make sure
2: that all our minds are aligned with the truth of God each day. And so many of them said that very same thing. You know, it helps me get my mind aligned. I mean, they've picked up the, the vocabulary, so I think that's important to uh, give your audience something to hang on to.
0: I mean, think about that. I think that's like key number two. It's one thing to tell your audience, "Please share that," but when you have a cool I don't know, a motto, a a creed, a mission, whatever it is. We heard that with James and the Dog Podcast Network.
3: I think our overarching mission is to improve the quality of life for dogs and the people who love them.
0: So you might be thinking, what's a quick, easy way to describe your show? Something like, I don't know, Dave helps you plan, launch and grow your podcast and maybe monetize.
2: You know, it makes it easy and it makes it easy for them to tell their friends, too, because their friend goes, oh, really, what is it? Well, it helps me get my mind aligned with the truth of God. You know, it's like I've scripted it for them.
0: These are the people that are on fire about your show. This is the kindling. If we stick with the fire analogy here, this is the kindling that's going to light that big log of a giant audience. And don't leave it up to them. Don't leave it up to their improv skills. Don't leave it up to their marketing abilities. It's like, hey, here's how you describe the show. I love that idea. I think that's another key part here. Tell them to tell their friend, have them recommend it personally. And here's why you should listen to the show. Oh, why? Because, and then they recite your slogan. I think that's really a big key here because in fact, Jason said it, uh, Jason, from the beginning of the show talked about this, that when you first start a show, well, I'll just let Jason tell you.
1: You know, every new podcaster I think I've talked to is pretty much delusional, me included, you release that first show and you think, man, I'm going to smoke Joe Rogan's numbers with this. I'm, you know, and then reality smacks you upside the head when your first week you've had six downloads. You're like, what is going on? Where is these? How come I'm not getting six downloads a second? And you don't realize that creating the show is really like 5% of the whole process. Absolutely. 10% if you want to be generous. 90% of it is telling people. In every form or facet that this show exists.
0: And I think what Carrie has done is made it very easy to not only tell them to share the show with their friends, but to tell them how to share it with their friends. It's like one of those things where we say, hey, subscribe to the show. And we assume people know what to do. That's why we say have a subscribe page on your website preferably with a video that shows them here, click here, click here, and then click on subscribe because there are still people that go, Oh yeah, I'll subscribe. And then they go home and they go, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Is she nuts? I don't know. What? Huh? I don't get it. So I really think that is a great idea. And it's just one of those simple things that we kind of go, Oh yeah, that might make things a little easier. And we got to quit worrying about ratings and reviews. We just got to tell people, Hey, can you tell a friend? I mean, at the end of my show, I play the song. If you like what you hear, go tell someone. I, maybe I just need to start having the band sing, please. <laughs> I'll just hire King's X. Can you do a new version of that song, please? There's another thing I want to mention, though, here. That one little clip I played from Carrie's trailer, that woman said, Pastor Green really cares. And this is not something you can fake. And Carrie, as I said, sometimes you get ideas for products. But in some cases, from your audience, they're like, hey, is there a way we could do this? And so Carrie, by doing these prayer episodes, has found out that, wow, there are some people that really have needs. And he started something now to address that.
2: We've received request after request after request, obviously, that has to do with financial issues. You know, sometimes people lost their job because of COVID or they, you know, have a cancer bill, treatment bill that they have to pay or or, you know, God forbid their three-year-old child passed away and they can't pay for the funeral, you know, those kinds of things. And so my wife is the one who receives all the prayer requests, and it just really burdens her that there's there's not something that practically can be done. And she had the idea one day, you know, there's probably people in our audience who could meet some of these needs just by writing a check. So why don't we figure out a way to make that happen? And so we started researching, and, and first of all, we applied – to build a nonprofit so that all the money coming in doesn't show as income to me. You know, we wanted to channel in a way that can just go directly to the needs. And so we're in the process of developing a website where people can submit their need via a form. We will somehow vet those needs and then we will display them on the website as needs or projects in process. And people can give directly toward those needs uh, at the time. Our hope is that we can do so in a way that 100% of what's donated goes to the need. And, you know, we can keep doing it kind of indefinitely until we just feel like we, we shouldn't, or we can't anymore. And I'm excited to see what happens because there are some very legitimate needs out there that, that can be addressed. And I think, you know, within the church, within the body of Christ, there are people who could meet those needs if they just knew about them.
0: And I love that idea. I love the fact that Carrie is like, look, look, I I know I can't fix all these, but if I can fix one, why wouldn't you? And it's a kind of a, I don't know, Christian thing to do. So I love that idea. And again, it goes back to integrity. The one thing that podcasters have when you start, everybody has this, no listeners and integrity, and it's up to you to act in a way to keep your integrity as you grow your audience. And so I love that idea, and it just goes to show you that, like, look, I'm not just, you know, talking the talk. I'm walking the walk, and if I can do this, if I can harness the power, then I'm going to do that. If you want to check out Carrie, he's at carriegreen.com. If you want to check out Jason, he's at SpondyPodcast.com. That's S-P-O-N-D-Y. Carrie, by the way, is K-K. Yeah, it's C. Honest, it's C. C-A-R-E-Y. Green dot com and again you can find James at dog uh, podcast network dot com or if you just go to school of podcasting.com slash seven five three, they're all there. I started this episode talking about random and how when I did a search, I just typed in the word random into a podcast directory, and I was already I saw over sixty different podcasts that were about random topics and you might say yeah but dave what about jordan harbinger that guy's getting seven million downloads a month well let's listen to his intro welcome to the show i'm jordan harbinger on the jordan harbinger show we decode the stories secrets and skills of the world's most fascinating people if you're new to the show we have in-depth conversations with people at the top of their game astronauts and entrepreneurs spies and psychologists even the occasional former cult member and that right there is a list of random people. But listen to what Jordan does with that. And each episode turns our guests wisdom into practical advice that you can use to build a deeper understanding of how the world works and become a better critical thinker. So it may sound like Jordan is doing a random podcast. He's not. He's doing a show about critical thinking and understanding how the world works. He's just talking about that subject from many different directions. When you deliver a message that the audience can identify with and say, oh, wow, that person really gets me or I can use this information to transform myself and achieve that success, they're going to connect with you. And when they hear the call of a new episode, unlike my lovable little Shih Tzu Dudley, they are going to come running back to subscribe for more. I'm podcast mentor Dave Jackson, and I want to help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. You can join the School of Podcasting at schoolofpodcasting.com, and we can set up one-on-one coaching if you need that. It's all at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you don't need those services, when you hear someone talking about podcasting, tell them about schoolofpodcasting.com. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Awesome. This is going to be edit point one, because I should have asked you this before we hit record. Are we allowed to talk about your actual specific episode numbers? Wow. That, I'm going to say that is that is hyper niche. But I, as I sit here, I've probably had four dogs in my life, and I think three died from cancer or of some sort. It's, it's, so. the
3: number one, it's the number one killer dog. One in three dogs dies of cancer. And if your dog reaches age 10... The odds are 50-50. and then some breeds like golden retrievers, it's it's worse. It's seventy-five percent.
0: Wow, we've got. And we're going to dig into, and I'll tell you exactly how Gary, Gary, Carrie.